This is 89.1 WEMU's Issues of the Environment, and today we're going to look at how the recent labor agreements between the United Auto Workers Union and the Detroit Three may impact the future health of our environment and our people. I'm David Fair, and during the negotiations, the Ann Arbor-based Ecology Center signed on to an open letter supporting the UAW, saying the demands were important to not only the rights and well-being of workers, but to also better safeguard the environment. Now, the Ecology Center is an environmental advocacy and action organization, and we thought it would be interesting to see what it thinks now that the contracts have been settled and we're moving forward. Our guest today is Charles Griffith, and Charles serves as the Climate and Energy Program Director at the Ecology Center, and always good to talk with you, Charles. David, it's always great to talk with you as well, and I'm glad to be back. What was the Ecology Center's perspective on the auto industry prior to the most recent labor negotiations and subsequent strike? Oh, well, that is a, a big topic, uh, David. I mean, I think... <laughs> go big or go um, home. You know, we, yeah, indeed. I mean, you know, you mentioned it. We're an environmental advocacy group. We care about climate change and environmental protection. Uh, but we do also care about people. Um, you know, our mission is to protect people and the planet. And, you know, there's not a planet worth protecting if the people are going to be suffering and and uh, not able to support their families and, you know, do all the things that um, we need to do. You know, the bottom line is that we did support the UAW in, in this strike and the kinds of things that they were seeking in terms of wage and benefit improvements. You know, we stand by that. From the environmental perspective, did you feel as though the auto industry was making the commitment to the changes necessary for a more sustainable and healthy planet? Yes and no. I I think that we've seen huge change in the auto industry generally and with the big three more specifically in terms of their commitments to bring out increasing number of new electric vehicle models. Um, They're investing billions of dollars into their future production plans to meet that commitment so there are lots of signs that they are serious and are making steps to make this, this transition real. At the same time, you know, I think we should always be somewhat skeptical of promises that are made, and we need to back up those promises you know, with policies that will ensure that we get where we need to go. This is WEMU's Issues of the Environment. In our conversation with the Ecology Center's Charles Griffith continues talking about promise and policies, and that is tied to the body politic. Uh, The transition is obviously tied to some rather lofty climate mitigation goals, and we can cite all the science we want, but outcomes are going to be determined in part in the political arena. What does the big three deals with the UAW say to those in the body politic? Well, you know, one takeaway is certainly labor unions aren't going away, (laughs) that they uh, may in fact be getting stronger and they're being more innovative and creative in the way that they not only negotiate with the employers, but also to organize new workers and get, get them excited about being part of a union as opposed to what I think, you know, unions would suggest is that Without strong power uh, on the part of workers, there's kind of race to the bottom that occurs where employers will sort of seek to undercut 
each other in terms of the wages that they might have to pay or the other promises that they make to their workers. You know, the residents here in Michigan, you know, have a strong presence of the automobile sector here, and our communities really rely on having workers that are paid well enough that they can support the other businesses in our communities that rely on them, maybe even radio stations like the one we're talking on today, uh, and certainly supporting organizations like mine with sufficient incomes to be able to donate to causes that they believe in. One of the things the Ecology Center focuses on is environmental justice. We know that people of color, people who live in lower income areas, tend to get the brunt of uh, lower air quality and are more subject to public health issues as a result of the pollution in their areas. When it comes to matters of environmental justice, do you see a room for some real improvement included in the agreements uh, that the auto industry just reached with the UAW? Well, I hope so. As you mentioned, this is really a core value of ours at the Ecology Center. We never want, you know, for people that are most impacted by the brunt of pollution and other sources of environmental justice to be left behind. And so we take it upon ourselves to to advocate first and foremost for those folks that are most impacted. The new agreements will hopefully go a good ways toward improving the conditions of of folks in those communities, again, as we were just talking about, you know, another provision that I I did want to mention that, you know, may have some overlap with this, this topic we're discussing is the fact that UAW was able to get commitments from the big three automakers to bring in the workers under, you know, um, in their new battery plants mm-hmm. into their master agreements. And this really can't be understated how important these agreements were. And in fact, you know, as this EV transition continues, we're going to see a loss of of some jobs in those, you know, engine and transmission plants and kind of an existential threat. If those good jobs sort of go away and are replaced by sort of second tier, less secure jobs uh, and non-union jobs, potentially, uh, then that is hardly success, I would say. We're talking with Charles Griffith from the Ann Arbor-based Ecology Center on 89.1 WEMU's Issues of the Environment. There's a great number of hurdles we still have to jump. The process of getting uh, the materials for EV batteries can be dangerous for the environment. We are still using a lot of fossil fuel in the creation of electric vehicles. We don't have a sufficient EV charging infrastructure. We don't have an electric grid that can handle the anticipated increase in demand. Can we get those issues addressed in time to uh, meet the challenges of a climate crisis. Well, David, uh, thanks for mentioning those uh, challenges that we face. I mean, I do think we are addressing those issues in various forums, uh, both legislative and regulatory. Just as an example, I, you know, the Ecology Center, we spend a lot of time uh, working on utility rate cases and other proceedings with the Public Service Commission, and we know that the the utilities have been investing in a lot of uh, EV infrastructure with the, you know, with the support and guidance of the commission. And we continue to push for those investments to continue and to scale up, thus ensuring that there's infrastructure out there. We also have federal investments that are starting to come into play to help build out charging infrastructure. Uh, and then automakers themselves are also part of the puzzle and are increasingly investing in charging uh, infrastructure. I think we're in decent shape, but we have to 
continue to be strident in, in pushing those programs and policies forward. And I think there's still plenty that we can do, you know, as a state and as, you know, as a country to make this go in a more seamless fashion. Of course, there'll always be hiccups in the road and, uh, you know, any new technology will go through sort of the, the learning curve and, you know, of mishaps that um, can be problematic, but that's sort of the history <laughs> of all technology, and I think we're going to get there. Well, it is uh, most certainly a costly transition, and consumer prices, as I'm sure you're aware, are already taking a dramatic toll on a significant portion of the population. How should we be looking at creating an affordability balance as we work toward industry uh, goals and climate crisis goals? I'm glad you brought that up, David, because, you know, a lot of folks like to kind of focus on the higher cost of electric vehicles. And, you know, I'm not denying this, that it's not a, an affordability challenge for many folks, uh, myself included. But what folks may not be as, you know, aware of is the fact that fueling our electric vehicles with uh, electricity offers opportunities for consumer savings. Consumer Reports has put out some really good information about how for popular models, not just, you know, sort of high-end models uh, of EVs, but, but more popular, you know, sort of middle-income uh, vehicles offer the opportunity to save money for consumers in less than five years. So while that upfront cost may seem daunting and discouraging for many um, if you can earn back your investment in less than five years, which is less than the, the term of a, of a lease for most uh, auto buyers today, then I would pose the question, you know, how can we afford not to take advantage of a new technology like this that can save consumers money? I was just at the bill signing for uh, the new Michigan clean energy legislation that the governor signed off on. And, you know, one of the Complaints about this from the detractors is, oh, this is just going to cost consumers more money. Well, there's, you know, good research that suggests that just the opposite. You know, we shouldn't always assume that this transition is going to be costly. It's going to require investment. The the payoff is really big. You know, I consider it a win-win when we can solve climate change and save people money and provide good paying jobs all at the same time. That's what we should always be trying to seek. Charles, I always appreciate our conversation, so thank you for the time doing it again today. I appreciate it, David. That is Charles Griffith, Climate and Energy Program Director at the Ann Arbor-based Ecology Center. To learn more about our topic of conversation today, visit our website at wemu.org. Issues of the Environment is produced in partnership with the Office of the Washtenaw County Water Resources Commissioner, and you hear it every Wednesday. I'm David Fair, and this is your community NPR station, 89.1 WEMU-FM, Ypsilanti.